the swag out them balls. Is that, is that welcome to another episode of the Sartorio and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything between. I am your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance, coming at you again with another episode where we get into the geeky side of Sartorialism here within the context of just a slightly tinted lens. Now, if you've been following the podcast for even the past couple of episodes, you know that I've been been very big into nostalgia properties, really going back and rediscovering a lot of things that I saw, not just as a child, but even as a teenager and even a young, like 20s adult. And one of the properties that has come back to be made legally available via streaming recently is the Muppet Show. So that's where I'm going to get you with a double download. The first download I'm going to recommend is Disney Plus. If you haven't gotten it already, talked about WandaVision a couple episodes ago, and now all five seasons of the Muppet Show are on Disney Plus. Now the Muppet Show was something that had been floating around on YouTube and various apps uh, over the past couple of years where you can find an episode here or there. So I will say I've watched the Muppet Show few times in the past 10 years ago the last time i really sat and watched it was before netflix split the dvd and the streaming aspect so i remember having the dvds of the muppet show come to my house and i watched them and i loved them but i did not examine them like i did the other day when i downloaded them well streamed them on disney plus so watching the very first episode the first takeaway I had was Rita Moreno was fine back in the day. I never paid attention to what she looked like as a younger woman. Um, I'm what, 42 years old. So the Rita Moreno I have in my head is always that older Rita Moreno, not that Rita Moreno West Side Story and the subsequent films and work preceding or following West Side Story. And that's like Rita Moreno was fine. I'm not saying she's not an attractive woman now for older women, but back then I'm like, wow, okay. And then two, with something that should not have surprised me, and if you're a fan of the Muppets like I am, you will know that the Muppets for the most part are very much written for adults. And they just appeal to children. Now, if you are familiar anyway with uh, Jim Henson and his history a lot of the forerunners of the Muppets were very adult oriented or had that slight twist to where adults really could get to human kids could get just the puppetry and everything and I forget the original series came on back in the day in the 50s it was like Sam and something I forget what it is but even going up into the Muppet Show, I believe the SNL stuff from the first season uh, of SNL predates the Muppet Show. I don't remember the timelines that well because growing up, I saw a lot of these things in syndication. So the Muppet Show is something I saw in syndication as a child at 6 or 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning on WJZ TV, Channel 13 in Baltimore. So I wasn't familiar with the timeline in the 70s and when it came on and how it really worked but I go back to say the Muppets have always skewed to that being able to attract adults have humor that 
adults could follow and understand but still have an appeal for children and the child and all of us and the Muppet Show is very much in that vein and, and watching the first few episodes of the very first season particularly it was very much uh, akin to a you know standard adult sort of focused variety show that had themes that children you know could understand could follow and could you know really relate to the puppets and the puppetry and be attracted to that but even some of the jokes kids and I saw it first and kids just did not get the jokes not that they were old I mean because you're talking about serious in the 70s but that that the jokes and the subject matter were things that only adults really would get and find funny so that is why I am recommending for the first download this week is Disney Plus. Not just for the Muppet Show, but also for One Division and a lot of other things. And I'm not sure if they still have a free trial, but hey, popping down with $7, which is what some of y'all spend in Starbucks on any given day for a month to try it out, to binge watch some things that you haven't seen in a long time, is definitely worth it. And the second download is a podcast now i don't know about you and if you listen to this you probably do i end up consuming a lot of podcasts especially during my walks during any given morning and i try to really vary the sort of content i really consume from the more geeky and blurtish to the more comedy-ish to the news and one of the areas that i don't have many podcasts in is style and business and entrepreneurship and one of my favorite podcasts in that realm is the life of a gentleman now this is a podcast that has been on hiatus for a while so i was pleasantly surprised this morning when i saw that there was a new episode and rich from harrison blake apparel who i've uh, featured some of the items on Instagram. I've purchased from them before in the past and I really love their stuff and their accessories. They also do custom work as well if you're ever looking into suits and shoes and things of that nature. Well, I really enjoy the podcast and I've listening to it, listened to it for a while. And it's one of the few style podcasts that I've kept up with. And I also like the fact that I am not a person who, for the most part, I don't want to sit through an hour and a half of a podcast for the most part. Um, I like Rich's podcast because typically they're 30 to 45 minutes in length, maybe an hour at the most. There's some podcasts, don't get me wrong, that I thoroughly enjoy the hour and a half because I, I get a lot of content and there's a lot of varying content, particularly like uh, Blood Coin Speaks. Their podcasts typically are an hour and a half to two hours and between the bands between Montel and Angie and then the guests that they have on, there's a lot of stuff there for really me to take in. And then you have something like the Hot Seat Podcast, which I really enjoy as well. They typically are an hour and there's four guys that get in and get out, talk their, talk their stuff, have their guests and they're done and you get to them the next week. So it depends on their subject matter and the content, but for the most part, an hour less is something I'm really trying to get into. And I really feel like you can encapsulate a lot of what you're saying and disseminate the information you want to in under an hour. And that's one of the reasons that I really enjoy the Life of a Gentleman podcast with Rich from Harrison Blake Apparel. And on his recent podcast, he had two sponsors. One of the sponsors is a very, they have a very ingenious product. And it's essentially. A collar stay that has a built-in diffuser for your cologne 
and it's Oud Kala or Edu Kala. I don't know. I'll link it in the show notes. I'm probably butchering it. But I was listening when I was walking. I'm like, this is a brilliant idea. Why has no one thought of this? And I went to the Instagram and I just thought, this is really amazing. So just the things that you learn about what's available, what's out there, just when listen to a podcast. So my second download of the week is the Life of a Gentleman podcast uh, by Rich from Harrison Blake Apparel. Uh, if you're interested in entrepreneurism, if you're interested in just style, you know, those are or that's a podcast that you really should listen to. So that is it for the download. And one of the things I also learned about on that particular episode of the Life of a Gentleman podcast is that there's a men's bar in Anchorage, Alaska, and Rich was interviewing the owner there. And that really brought me to just grooming. If you've been following the website, well, not the website, but Instagram over the past uh, two to three weeks, I have been highlighting some of the tools that have become really an essential part of my grooming regiment. And for a very, very long time, men being involved in their grooming, caring about how they look, was very shunned upon I'll put it that way you were looked upon as if something was wrong with you if you know what I mean if you cared anything about your grooming and you know taking care of yourself and applying moisturizers and things of of that nature and it's one of those things where as we have matured as men we have matured as a society and also too with the increased amount of products available to men that really didn't exist 20 years ago Um, you've seen an uptick in that market for men men beauty items moisturizer things of that nature and not just that but even just the basic grooming tools because before you just had a pair of scissors and a pair of clippers and that was it now you have a whole host of different trimmers whether it's for your beard whether it's for your uh, nether regions whether it's for your armpits you know things of that nature so i've tried to highlight some of the things that i use on a daily slash weekly basis to grooming because any man out there listening to this you should have a routine for keeping yourself uh, in tip top shape whether it is your exercise regimen or your grooming regimen now for me one of the things that i found to be most useful i had a pair of trimmers that I used to have I had them for many many years and really I just realized it's one of those things where one I hated the fact they weren't battery operated the rechargeable battery after having it for about 10 years just really sucked and lasted maybe 10 minutes if that before I had to recharge it again so I ended up getting rid of that and I recently purchased recently as in maybe two three months ago a little small uh, Conan Man trimmer and that was basically to keep my beard trim with the guards and also to trim around my lips for my mustache uh, so that way if you are someone whose beard wears a mustache you know just that irritants when your mustache starts to grow and starts to curl over your lip and you just like have to move it and you want to move it. feel like something's crawling on you all the time so to basically keep that neat that is something that has become part of my really every other day routine especially with my beard i find it to be very useful for keeping my beard um, nice and neat 
uh, going forward and then with that I also have and I forget the brand just a small battery operated uh, quote-unquote beard buster to keep my beard also in check when those days where I haven't used a personal trim in a while and I need really need to get a better uh, cleaner trim on my beard to you know you no know, I want to be nice and neat and at the present time I, I'm not growing out the huge woolly beard as I've sported in the past so those are just two things really as far as grooming is concerned to really keep myself neat and tidy now one of the things I've also discovered too I I am not a, I've never really been a uh, moisturizer sort of person and anybody knows me, I am cheap as you know what. So on my travels and in my grocery travels, there's a local market, uh, depending on where you are, you may know what I'm talking about, uh, by the name of Lidl. And surprisingly, they have a plethora of men's grooming products. Uh, their store brand define or whatever it's called and they actually have two different types of men's moisturizing cream uh, one's a actual lotion one's an actual gel and i've used both and i really like the results of the moisturizing cream more so than the gel but they both work really really well and for one ounce tube it's i think it's three dollars or something to that effect in addition to the uh, cleansers, facial cleansers, things of that nature that they offer specifically for men. With that, I was very surprised because one, I don't see a lot of store brand anything that has dedicated merchandise of that nature geared toward men. And secondly, for the quality which I get from these items, the price is just astronomical. So I use that on a daily basis in a day and I also have a night cream that I actually picked up from the dollar store and it's oil free and I really like using it uh, to keep my skin moisturized at night. And also I want to continue to remain uh, as, say, as young as possible, but I want to continue to take care of myself. Uh, one of the things that we tend to age a lot more prematurely because we don't take care of ourselves, we don't take care of our body, we don't take care of our skin. Remember, your skin is the largest organ on your body. And when that starts to go, other things are going to follow. So that is uh, very much another reason of taking care of yourself and taking care of your skin, especially your face, because your face is that one part of your body that is constantly exposed to the elements, those in your hands, really. Everything else, for the most part, is going to be covered up on a daily basis, uh, especially in colder climates like this or colder weather like this that we're experiencing. I would say not just on the East Coast, but considering all the things that are happening down South Texas and, and so on and so forth, you know, we're all getting that cold snap right now. So stay warm and be safe and protect yourself and protect your skin if you have to go out. And probably the biggest switch that I've made in the past couple months is ditching my disposable razor that I've been using for a decade. It was the Dorco Pace 6. And I ended up switching because uh, they ended up changing the actual model and something totally different. And that same razor blade comes, or razor and razor blades come in various different or various different manufacturers. So it's also Top Care. Uh, which is a generic brand and I've been purchasing those or was purchasing those before I switched and then also that's the exact same razor that the Dollar Shave Club uses so you can get that a lot cheaper by going through Top Care or, or before then Dorco themselves or Pace instead of going to Dollar Shave Club but I recently switched to using a double-edged safety razor 
and it was really weird at first because if you go from a disposable razor to a safety razor it is night and day is not even the word for it a, a disposable razor is so light and you don't really have to think about it as you're shave, saving with a safety razor you really do and there's such a weight and a heft to it that first time yeah you're definitely you know going to nick yourself but it really is like riding a bike once you get the hang of it it's very easy to utilize it and i just love the shave that i get and how close it is uh, to my skin compared to the safety razor because i actually went back to safety razor when i was out of town because you know clearly you can't take uh excuse me went back to disposable razor when i was in town because you can't take a safety razor with you on a plane uh but i used that disposable razor while i was away and my skin did not agree i never had that sort of inflammation and bumpage on my skin and this is a disposable razor that literally is in my travel uh to go bag that i don't use that has maybe been used once if that if at all during the time because you know well, ain't nobody's been traveling because of covid so that safety razor is man that is just i don't know what i've been missing all these years and i wish that as something i would have done when i started shaving uh, too because you don't really understand how good a shave is supposed to feel how therapeutic it's supposed to feel until you get a safety razor and start using uh, that bad boy so i really and it's a lot cheaper too i can get a, a pack of five razors uh, for about ninety and four dollars and those last me considering i'm not shaving my full face four or five so i'm literally going through a pack a month if that so five dollars a month compared to going through a pack of the disposable razors will literally cost me i don't know six or seven dollars and that's the cheap end if you're going through dollar shave club that's ten dollars a month or whatever it is for their pack of four executive razors so it's it's one of those things where safety razors just really gone well and then uh my beard balm i kind of fluctuate between two i as i said before i'm, I'm, a, I'm a cheapie and the power potty bow i forget what they call anyway some brand that was at dollar tree that i've been using for beer balm i use that on several occasions i like the way that works and it treats my skin well but the one i really like to use is the perspective black or perspective uh beer balm uh that is really great and i feature i've talked about their cologne on the podcast before and it's i just really love it it is a balm in my opinion a balm is supposed to be a bit weighty a bit heavier um not that lotiony crap that's like a a severe cream or, or what, whatever you want to call it. it's not a balm a balm it has to be a bit waxy in my opinion to really give your uh some hold with your beard when you're brushing and you're styling so i really enjoy that and the smell is off the chain and it's very reasonably priced as well so that's my some of my grooming essentials at the moment what are you using what do you do do you use a moisturizer are you using uh services like teach hanley or uh, elements or some of the other brands that have come out that have been focused specifically on men and men's grooming and men's skincare let me know drop me a line at info at webstylemagazine.com we're going to take a break and then come back on the other side with of course our fragrance of the week
Now, did you miss me? Because we're back. If you've listened to the podcast or even if you've been on the Instagram page, you will be somewhat familiar with uh, Vanilla and Black Spice by Cremo. Uh, it is one of the fragrances that I own and I really love it. I really enjoy it. And one of the reasons why I have such an affinity for that fragrance is because it reminds me of a fragrance that I purchased on my honeymoon almost 15 years ago now not quite 15 but almost Uh, it was Jamaican Island Musk and it was purchased obviously in Jamaica and with today's internet society and things being what they are where you can pretty much order anything online from anywhere and it can be delivered right to your home it is something I've tried to find for years only to discover that it was no longer being made and it was quite disappointing because I, I still have the bottle till this day as a souvenir and it's been empty for quite a, a very long time. This is one of those fragrances that I owned before I really embarked on this fragrance journey a few years ago. So it's not something I I savor. It is honestly something I probably wore every day, not really thinking about colognes or fragrances in the context that I do now. Well, I was looking, I've always been looking at only ever found vintage bottles and those were being sold on ebay and other sites for upwards of a hundred dollars and yeah that's not something that was going to happen so i will let you know we are not big on valentine's day in my household and i'm thankful that i have a spouse who could give a rat you know what about valentine's day because i personally have always thought it was a very trivial and contrived holiday which was just basically conceived to extract people of their hard-earned dollars to show people that you should be showing that you love every single day that's just my opinion yes i'm a bit cynical on valentine's day However, we do the small little things here. A lot of what I do and have done in the past is just little small things just to do something nice, do something special, some candy, a certain type of candy. Uh, even this year, I ended up uh, buying a video game for my spouse because it's a series that she's loved for years and it's uh, recently, recently as in the last year or so, has a new iteration on the uh, current gen, well, current gen as in last gen Xbox, Switch, and uh PS4 and I ended up purchasing that for Valentine's Day and gifting that to her because I knew that's something that she liked and something she talked about beforehand so she ended up finding the Jamaican Island Musk now as a caveat it's no longer Jamaican Island Musk apparently the company I think was uh, Sneed and Sons they went out of business a very long time ago in Jamaica and their assets and property were purchased by the Royal Lime Bermuda Company and they have in turn re-released the Jamaican Island Musk as just Royal Musk so she purchased a sample set for me for Valentine's Day so I was very thankful and it was like oh this is amazing this is awesome you know I really haven't smelled this in almost 15 years so it was exciting to really be able to smell it and to reminisce about that week in Jamaica at that all-inclusive resort that we spent the first few days of being married at it it was really nice but I'm not going to talk about 
uh, royal musk i was about to say jamaican island musk i'm going to talk to you today about royal vetiver noir now if you have listened to this you know that there are various vetiver based fragrances that i've reviewed on on this uh podcast uh, uh saint james vetiver i reviewed that and really loved it also the uh David Beckham Instinct is a vetiver-based uh, fragrance as well, and I really like the cleanness of those vetivers. Well, that got my interest peaked with this Royal Vetiver Noir. And now I'm going to read you. This is the description from the website. It is an invigorating combination of floral blends and sophisticated floral. Excuse me, citrus blends and sophisticated florals. Warm amber lead notes of oak moss and rich wood. Now, I read that description and I said, where's the vetiver? Now, mind you, I smell the vetiver. I smell the vetiver in the opening. Definitely, it's a more of a grassy vetiver. It's not, a, it's not as subtle as some of the other vetiver fragrances I talked about. But I like it. It's nice. It just it's a bit grassier than what I'm accustomed to. But as you really start to smell the rest of those, the citrus and the florals, uh, also with the ambers, I will say the oak moss, in my opinion, is is really pronounced in this fragrance, at least on my skin. I smell that, but also at times the combination of the florals and the citrus with the oak moss, I get a little bit of a, a soapy feel at times it's interesting I'm, I'm wearing it right now i've had it on for about four or five hours and its performance has lasted very well especially on a little sample bottle i have as a dab bottle and i hate those i wish it was a spray but it's working well it's lasting long as it is advertised i am getting the soapiness i'm getting the florals i don't get so much of the citrus i definitely get the woods and the oak moss it, it is definitely a very masculine scent, in my opinion. I, I don't see many women wanting to wear this fragrance, especially with the oak moss and the dark wood. Not saying there wouldn't be any that wouldn't, you know, whatever you like, whatever floats your boat. But to me, it just skews very masculine. And even for the retailer of a full bottle, one of the things I really like about the company, and now that I'm looking on their website, they're 100 ml bottles, depending on the fragrance, run you anywhere from 35 to $55. So they are very inexpensive when it comes to, again, the quality that you're getting. And I'm very impressed with the quality of the uh, Royal Vetiver Nora. I enjoy the Royal Musk as well, but I think I'll save that one for another occasion. I have some other special fragrances that are recently coming to the mail that I'm going to talk about soon. So I think I'll do probably a specific fragrance podcast in the near future to talk about those so that is my fragrance of the week royal vetiver I, I recommend it honestly if you listen to this i'm not going to really talk about something i'm not going to recommend if i don't like it i'm not going to advertise it i'm not going to say you should go out and purchase with your hard-earned money uh, but the sample sets on their website are about 40 bucks so you're getting four uh, 10 milliliter bottles for $40, so $10 uh, milliliter, which, you know, for a sample size isn't bad at all. For $40, you can do a lot worse with your hard-earned money and fragrances and find something you don't like. But so far, I am enjoying the uh, Vetiver Noir. 
obviously I enjoyed the, the Royal Musk and I have two more to sample and I will more than likely let you guys know how I feel about those in the near future. And that has been another episode of the Sartorio and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I have been your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance. <laughs> Shout out to Real Woman of Cosplay for that. That cracks me up every time she says it uh, when they speak about me over at the uh, Blair Coin Speaks podcast. Also, again, shout out to uh, Montel and Miss Angie as well for always uh, repping the Sartorio and Geek podcast and web style when they on their podcast. I appreciate the love. I really, really do. Find us on the web at WebsterStyle.com or at SartorioandGeek.com. Find us on Instagram at WebsterStyle or at SartorioandGeek. Find us on Twitter at WebsterStyle. And any questions, comments, criticisms, hey, you want to be on the show, drop me an email at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you for your time. And as always, be safe out there and be blessed. Plain dang homie, I was hoping we could walk out with that bang bang honey. See them plain James honey, them plain friends funny. We tell it bit crazy like that thing came on me. Hey, mommy, look a lady main thing with me on the scene. Fit popping like a main vein, running blood color, lips smashing with the hand. Clutch money holding bag, kind of funny. Can you tell me what's the price I got the range? Rover, hang on me when we walking, looking goosey like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a limp like an ankle sprained on me. Yeah, I rocked the cardigan. Really want me because yeah. one man should have all that style yeah. Take it yeah. out clothes on the floor passing so no one girl yeah. should fit it all in them jeans So take it up and let me see what's yeah. under them scenes No one man should have all that style Take it out clothes on the floor passing so No one girl should fit it all in them jeans So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes On the floor, pal, and no one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. Oh, you wanted to? Oh, I completely read that wrong. Oh, thank you.